are is a byproduct of what you have allowed God to take you through them. I don't care how difficult your trial might feel or might really literally be. The God of restoration is with you. Some people refuse to allow God to take them through things and they're, they're stuck. They're stuck in their immaturity. They're stuck in the same old, same old, asking for more, but refusing to walk in it. But sometimes you need to go through the fire because there is a greater exchange of glory if you just keep your eyes on Jesus. So turn your Bibles, Daniel chapter 3. Because the three Hebrew boys were cast into the fiery furnace when they refused to bow, right? And they refused to worship King Nebuchadnezzar. They, they refused to worship the tall statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had built. Ninety feet tall, nine feet wide, a golden statue, okay? These three Hebrew boys refused to bow down, although they were all commanded to bow down. Will you refuse to bow down to idolatry no matter how threatening it may be? Absolutely. Now, in Daniel chapter 3 and in verse 24, we're going to read through portions of this story, but I want to first tell you this, that although these three Hebrew boys were thrown into the fiery furnace, God was with them. God was with them. They were thrown into a fiery furnace, but God was with them. And God is with you even when you feel like you're in a fiery furnace, God is with you. I, I want you to read with me in, in uh, Daniel chapter 3 and in verse 24 and 25. 24, it says, Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste, and he spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men into the midst of the fire? And they said, yes, king, that is true. But he said, look, he said, I see four men loosed and walking in the midst of the fire. We only threw three in, but there's four of them walking. He says, they're not hurt. And the fourth is in the form of the son of God. Talk about a God encounter. They had a God encounter in the midst of their fiery trial. They were literally thrown into. They were thrown into this fiery furnace. And when they were thrown into this fiery furnace, the heat was turned up seven times hotter. But yet God was with them. I don't care how difficult your trial might feel or might really literally be the God of restoration is with you the God of healing the God of miracles he is with you and you need to know now they could have missed this God encounter had they just sat there and just were fearful and tormented and allowed fear to get a hold of them they were human and they could have allowed fear to just really just take and have the better of them. But instead, their faith was strong. Instead, they kept their eyes on the author and the perfecter. They kept their eyes on God. They knew the word. They knew they were committed. They were committed to walk wholeheartedly unto the king. Are you? Are we? Yes and amen, absolutely, in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, I thank you that as we move forward in this word, I thank you that every eye will see the revelation that you have for them, the truth. Lord, every ear will hear, not this story as in the past, always in the same, but instead, Father, that they'll hear the truth and they're going to be changed. Say, I'm going to hear the truth, and I'm going to be changed. And I'm walking out better than I walked in. Filled with God's anointing, his wisdom, his word, his truth. A new person. 
A new, I am a new creation in Christ, but I'm walking out with the word that's been deposited, and I will not lose. You will not lose. You're, gonna, you're not going to be shortchanged. Instead, you're going to increase. You're going to increase in your, in, your, in your boldness. You're going to increase in your confidence. You're going to increase in your ability to pray and to believe and to ask God for more. You're going to increase in every way that is needed. So they would have missed this God encounter had they bowed down to the demons of idolatry. Let's call it what it is church demons of idolatry they were being asked to bow to demons of idolatry that's what they were being asked to do they did not and refused they just refused to bow down to the demons of idolatry no matter what no matter what the cost was right and because they were faithful to God now God is always faithful to us but you can see here that the God encounter they received I mean when was the last time that God walked literally walked I mean we know he walks with us but literally in the fiery furnace this man counted four people it wasn't a figment of his imagination it wasn't just a feeling that they had there was literally a fourth man in the fire with them and Jesus doesn't change. His word does not change. He is literally walking with you. Sometimes you need to go through the fire. We all pray that we can go around the fire. But sometimes you need to go through the fire because there is a greater exchange of glory if you just keep your eyes on Jesus. People think, oh, I just want to go around the fire. Just when you, the fire's not going to touch me. It's not going to scorch me. Exactly. But that doesn't mean you're not going to feel the heat. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be right in that fiery furnace. You're just not going to be burned. You're not going to smell like smoke. But, but you still might have to go through it. He's always with you. Do you know that your greatest victories are when you, when you say yes, Lord, no matter what, and you're in that fire and you're praising him through it. Your greatest victories are for everything that you have communed with him in the midst of that fiery furnace, in the midst of that fiery trial. Who you are is a byproduct of what you have allowed God to take you through. Some people refuse to allow God to take them through things, and they're, they're stuck. They're stuck in their immaturity. They're stuck in the same old, same old, asking for more but refusing to walk in it. Hmm, I said something. I said something. For those that have ears to hear, I hope you hear. Because God wants to advance you, but that doesn't mean that it's going to all be easy. No, actually, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. But God will be with you. He is always with you. And he is showing you how to walk in such strength, wisdom, and dignity with, with such in a strong anointing. And you look back and you go, it was all worth it. But you know what? You know what? You can also say in the midst of that fiery trial, Lord, it's worth it. Stop being the type of Christian that has to wait until you get to the other side and you, now it makes sense to you that now you can say it was all worth it. That's natural. We're not natural. We're supernatural. We're spiritual beings. We shouldn't have to always wait until we get to the other end of a deal in order to say, oh, I see what God was doing, and it was a good thing. He was always with. Of course he's always with. Can you not say in the midst of the fiery trial? Can you not choose to say it's good because he is good? Can you not choose to put your trust in him even when nothing seems right? Knowing his character, his nature will never change. And he is always good. 
Amen. And so these three Hebrew boys knew the character of God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're like, I know the character of God. We have read it. We have heard it. We are, we've been told over and over. I am not, they are not. They committed in their heart not to turn their backs on truth. That's what that is. It really is. It really does boil down to that. And so here the, the Son of Man, the Son of God is walking with them. Praise the Lord. Now let's, let's go over to... We're still in Daniel 5, uh, chapter 3, but let's go over to verse 15. Okay, at verse 15, it says, at the time you hear the sound. You guys, there is a time to move. There is a time to shift. There's a time to act. There is a time to say yes right now, Lord. I hear you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to answer the call right now. That time is probably the most least likely. It's the most... It's probably the, um, the, the, mo the time that doesn't make the most sense, right? Like, in other words, it's the time that you think, now, Lord, like, this doesn't make sense. You're asking me to do this now? Well, maybe like 10 years ago or maybe in 10 years from now, but now it doesn't make sense, right? Okay, it doesn't always make sense when God says go, but when God says go, we must go. We must follow. We must obey. So all we read in verse 15 is part of that verse. At the time you hear the sound. At the time you hear the sound of God's voice, you obey. At the time you hear the sound of the devil's voice, you stomp on his will. You stomp on his head. You destroy his works. At the time. Not 10 days later. At the time, the very moment that you hear, oh, you need to do this. You need to bow. When you hear all the instruments giving glory to the statue, you must bow. At the time you hear the enemy telling you what to do, you know it's not God. Destroy his works and hear and obey the voice of God. Don't delay. That's the point here. Don't delay. Look at what he says. At the time that you hear the sound. Then he goes on. Is the, you know, the flute, the, the harp. At, at the time that you hear the horn, fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, we all know how obvious is that. How obvious for us. But this was a law. It was a decree. They're totally told to, he, they're told to fall down and worship this, this image. He says that I have made. He says, but if you do not worship, here, here's the threat. If you don't do what I say, if you don't do what the enemy says, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the, of the burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Hmm. Sounds like he's putting God to the test. Wow. Who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, look at their faith, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you. We don't need to answer a fool according to a fool. You don't need to answer a fool according to a fool and then become a fool yourself. Proverbs 26, 4 and 5. Sometimes you can answer a fool according to a fool and you become a fool yourself. Sometimes God says, answer that fool lest they be puffed up and prideful. And you need to know the difference. We have no need to answer you in this matter. 
In other words, we don't need to defend ourselves. Some of you are so bent on defending yourself, on proving yourself right in every You would be better off to shut your mouths. You would be better off to just be silent and let God fight your battle. Let God speak on your behalf. Because you did it, he doesn't have to. Because you already did it. But can you do as good as he? Absolutely not. So sometimes, because you felt the need to be proven right, and you felt the need to always have that, win that battle, that fight, have the last word, guess what? You get what you get. You get what you could do. But if you would have just shut your mouth, you would have actually gotten what God could do. We want what God can do, not what we can do. Right? And, and so they did not. They did not argue. They didn't say, oh, you know, no, they didn't argue with, with this king. They knew their God, their confidence, their confidence was where it needed to be. And that's, that's the important thing here. Their confidence and their, their faith, their trust, it was where it needed to be. But, but, but lest you think he was just, you know, intimidated or some kind of a coward. And, and lest you think he, he didn't know, maybe you think fear entered his. Actually, listen to what verse 17 says. He says, if that's the case, this is our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. He will deliver us from your hand, O king. He is able. He's saying here, our God is able to deliver us from this burning, fiery furnace. He's never been in a furnace. He didn't read of anybody being in a furnace. But he knew that God is faithful. He knew that God, the God of the promises, that our promises are yes and amen. He knew that God is never going to change. He's never going to shift. He's never going to turn. God is faithful. He's consistent. So in all confidence, he can say this, right? And that's what we are to do. And he says, God, the God who's able to deliver me from the fiery furnace, he will deliver us from your hand. Total confidence. Verse 18. But if not, there's no lack of faith here. 100% faith. 100%. He says, but if not, let it be known to you. O king, that we will not serve your gods, nor will we worship your images that you have set up. He is saying, I am putting this mark right now in the, in the, in the grass. I'm saying, absolutely not. You cannot cross this. I will not cross it. I'm not coming over to your side. In the name of Jesus, this is exactly what he is saying. He's saying, you know what, no matter what happens, I know God is with me. Whether he takes me through it, whether he takes me in it, around it, it doesn't matter. But I know he's going to rescue me. I know that he is with me. He's for me. I know that no matter what the enemy tries to do against your finances, God is for you. No matter what he tries to do in the, in the, in the way of robbing, robbing deals from you, stealing deals, you know, marring your, your reputation or trying to have people gossip and say things. No, you have to know that you know that you know that God is with you. He is for you. And he will make that path clear. Clear. He is the one that levels the mountains. He is the one literally that's going to have you walk on that dry sea, that literally dry ground. The dry ground. You're not going to be, you're not going to be covered over by the water. You're not going to be, you're not going to drown in the water because you belong to Jesus. You got to know who you belong to. You're going to know that the God of glory that lives on the inside of you, of me, is more than enough to take care of every need that I may think I have. You just, just focus in your heart, determine in your heart to not bow. Don't bow. 
Don't bow to the ways of the world. Don't bow. Don't bow to the, to the, to the idolatry. Don't bow. And be willing to say, Lord, show me what is even going on. Because sometimes people bow not because they wanted to. They just didn't see it. Lack of discernment. So, Lord, show us that we wouldn't do such a thing. So, so he, literally, he literally tells the king this. Full of faith. Right? He's full of faith. He tells him, yeah, I don't care what you said, what you do, because you know what? My God's going to rescue me. I don't care how he does it, but I just know he's going to rescue me. That's basically what he just got done saying. Can you see why they turned the, they turned the fires up seven times hotter after that? I mean, livid. So mad, so livid, they turned the fires up seven times hotter because you challenged the king? You're challenging the king? Yeah, actually, it's not me. It's God in me that's challenging the king. It's God in you that's challenging every naysayer. It is God in you. Make sure it is. Don't get into the flesh. Make sure the flesh is not puffed up. Right? Amen? Love builds up. But the flesh always wants to puff up, be puffed up. Right? So you need to make sure you're walking in the spirit. The bottom line is, is that you will walk with a, with a complete trust in the Lord Jesus Christ that he is who he says he is, and you can trust him at his word. And when you trust him at his word, no matter what situation is presented before you, you're actually going to go through that thing or around it, but you're coming to the other side. And you're coming to the other side, and you're going to have great encounters with Jesus. What did the Lord do? He met him in the fire. He met him in the fire. It was the fourth man in the fire. They would have never had that experience had they said, we don't want this. This is too much for us. We're going to just compromise. People don't say they're going to compromise. They just do. They don't sit there and go, well, I'm just going to compromise. They just do. Right? Typically, that's what they do. They just settle within their heart. And usually, fear or whatever else going on within them has caused them to settle, caused them to compromise. So they were saying, no, we know what the word is, and we're standing firm with this word. And so, but listen to this. So the fires get heated seven times stronger than usual. Um, go up to verse 20. He commands certain mighty men of valor who are in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they tie them up. They, they bind them up with all their clothes on. And with all their clothes on, they cast them into the fiery furnace. Okay, so they're thrown into the fiery furnace with all their clothes up. They're bound. Say they're bound. They're tied. The enemy doesn't just want to throw you into a prison. He wants to tie you up first. He wants to, he wants to bind your mind. He wants to lie to you so that you can't even think clearly. You're not, you're not even sure which way is up. He wants to literally just, he wants to overcome and overwhelm you and not in a good way. Right? He, he wants to overtake. He wants to destroy. And then he was going to throw, and then he threw them into the fiery furnace, which was heated seven times. They couldn't even cr climb out of that thing if they wanted to. They were bound. Do you see the picture here? That's what he does. That's what, exactly what he does. And then, verse 21, then these men were bound in their coats, trousers, turbans, all of their garments. They were cast into this burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's, the king's command was urgent and the furnace was exceedingly hot, the flames of fire killed the men who put them in there. The, the fire, was, what kind of fire doesn't destroy the people that are in it, but it does destroy the people that just did the throwing? They're not even close enough to be burned, but yet they get destroyed. 
tell me we don't serve a God that doesn't make natural sense because he is beyond our understanding. And if he wants to move heaven and earth to literally come and rescue you, then he will. And it will defy all manner of logic. So for some of you that have to have it all spelled out and it has to be all logical, forget about it. That is not how God moves up. God is beyond our natural, our intellects, our ability to, to literally have that blueprint. Stop. Because you're literally, you're, you're withholding the hand of God. Let God be God. And you be a good follower of Christ. Right? I love this because here they, literally, the, the fire killed the delivery boys. I mean, basically, they were, they were the delivery boys. They were just meant, they were supposed to just throw them in. Bind them up and throw them in. So the delivery boys that are not even close enough to the fire get burned up and die. And the people that are in there are fine. God's economy. God's, this is the kingdom of God at work. This is how God does things. Isn't it good? Because when you're on his side, it's good because when you're a child of the most high God and you're just trusting him and you're like, oh my gosh, how is this going to work out? And you just, you just go to him in prayer and say, Lord, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I trust you. I don't know how this is going to turn around, but I know that you are the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I don't have any idea, Lord, this is impossible in my mind, but Lord God, I trust you and I thank you ahead of time for literally moving what needs to be moved, just destroying what needs to be destroyed, and bringing the freedom into my life because, Lord, I know that you are consistent, the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is how you pray when you've got a fiery furnace in your midst. This is how you pray when you have a difficult circumstance right around you, and it could be a son or a daughter, but you pray the same way because it's still affecting you as it's affecting them. Are you all listening? Are you focused on what I'm saying? It's important because God wants to move you out of that fiery pit, that trial. What is the trial? Well, the enemy tries to bombard you with fear. He tries to bombard you with all manner of lies, most of which will never even come to pass unless you partner with them. If you partner with the fear, if you partner with the lies, they certainly may come to pass because you're giving them access. You're literally opening up the demonic doors when you are giving the enemy access. You guys are following what I'm saying. So, so that's why it's important that you don't look at all the negativities and all the, well, what if and what if and what if and how is this and how is that going to and how I don't get it. This doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to. For those that think it needs to make sense, it doesn't have to. As a matter of fact, it shouldn't. It shouldn't because he is in charge. Okay, and then, and then back to where we began, verse 24. King Nebuchadnezzar, he's astonished because, you know, the delivery boys, they get, they get destroyed in the fire, even though they weren't in the fire, they were just looking in, throwing in the, the three Hebrew boys. Uh, so he goes and he looks. He's curious. Like, who stands up against the king and says, really, King Nebuchadnezzar? Because my God is able to, to literally rescue me. Basically, that's what he said. You know, who stands up against the king? So this king was curious. Is your God going to really save you? I don't know how he can. Because that fire is pretty hot. Did you not just see what happened? Right? And so... Now he's curious. Hmm, I was challenged by these three Hebrew boys. What happened? You know? And so he goes and he sees. He's astonished. Verse 24. He's astonished. And he says, did we not cast three men into the fire? And they said, yes, king. He says, well, I see 
four men loosed, and they are walking, and he says, they're not hurt, and the fourth one looks like the Son of God. Again, the encounters of God. This is not just a story we read in the Old Testament, church. This is literally God saying, I want to move on your behalf the same way. Will you let me? That's what he's saying. Will you let me? You know, they didn't just come out of the fire. God, he's not just going to give you back what you, what you were stolen from, what you lost. We know that God wants to give you more, right? We all believe. But even in this same story, in this same story, you'll see the promotion. You'll see the promotion. Let's turn to, let's go to verse 30. Because verse 29 says, he makes a decree. Anyone that speaks against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So here we see the change of heart. He says, anybody that speaks against their God, you know, they're going to be cut in pieces. Like, look at the, they're going to be cut in pieces. Their houses shall be made in a heap because there is no other God who can deliver like this. God is speaking to your adversaries while you're trusting him. God is speaking to your enemies when you keep your eyes upon him and you open your mouth and say, I'm trusting in my, my deliverer, my savior. Jesus is his name. When you make it known, God is also speaking to your enemies. Don't ever doubt that. Don't ever doubt that. And so this is, his, he says, there, we are all needing to serve their God. He says, nobody could have done what, he, what their God did. But then look at verse 30. And then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He promoted the three men. God will never, ever just say, well, you know, you went through that fiery trial, and you trusted me in the midst of that fiery trial, and I was able to get you out of the fiery trial. Be happy. Be content. He always wants to give you more because you know what? If you will give God glory for the more that you received, and he can trust you for that, and he already knows right, then you're going to receive more than what you would have received had you not gone through that fiery trial. There is an increase for the children of God that will literally say, Lord, no matter what, this is not my life anymore. It is your life. Lord, you're living through me. I've surrendered my life a long time ago. And that surrender is 110%. In other words, it's beyond Anything that is even, you know, natural. Like you're like, no, no matter what, I, I'm completely in. 110 if possible, right? Amen. And so, so he will give you beyond. He will give you beyond what, you, what was taken from you. We know Ephesians 3.20 says that he, what does he do? Come on, exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything you can ever hope, dream, or imagine. He's always wanting to do more than you thought possible, right? So when you go through the fire, you're not going to be burned. You know, the scorches, the flames, they're not going to set you ablaze, right? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I, I want to say, I want to make one other point here. And that is this. Because the fire of God, this is what the Lord showed me. Because the fire of God in them was so far greater than the fire all around them. And there was a great fire all around them. But because the fire of God was greater on the inside of them, they were victorious. And that external fire had no, had absolutely no bearing on what they carried. They destroyed the external fires because of the internal flames. You will, you will destroy the external fires because of the internal flames. What's the internal flames? The word of God. 
What is the fire within you? The word of God is like a hammer. It's gonna, it's gonna literally break the rock in pieces. The word of God is in you and it is like fire. It's like fire to your bones.